Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Oh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I am Dory. I'm sorry we're a day late and a dollar and a short. Dollar short. <laughs> That's us. Uh, we uh. were traveling this weekend in the Lone Star State, deep in the heart of Texas. That's right, everyone. The capital of Texas, no less. We did. We had some Austin time, everybody, with Henry. Yeehaw. I had to explain the firearm sign to him on the way out. (laughs) Is that not at every airport? No. Oh, I don't know. Seeming, I mean, it's like pretty common knowledge that like you should, if you're going to travel with a gun for like a hunting trip or something or whatever. You should check it. Check it. Yeah. I mean, Texas is also an open carry state, so. I know, but both the urgent care that we went to and the airport, it was like, no, guys. Oh, was there a sign that said no guns? Yeah, at the urgent care, yeah. Oh, yeah, we had to take Henry to urgent care. We'll get to that. (laughs) We will get to that. So, yeah, so we... Flew to Austin on Friday, and we stayed with my sister and her family. They put us up very kindly. 
We'll just say listeners of the podcast will know my feelings about various beverages, namely Sprite Zero. And what was waiting for Matt when we got there? Karen Vladek. Esquire. Of the Shafriers. <laughs> thought, thought enough to purchase a six pack of bottled Sprite Zero. It was very kind. And left it in the fridge. Yeah, so it was cold when you arrived. And let me tell you, that was the exact correct amount of Sprite. That oh, was it? To have for the weekend, yes. Oh. <laughs> Finished the last drop on our way out the door. Nice. So, look, if you're going to host us, <laughs> take a page. Uh, out of Karen's book. Out of CVE's book. I mean, KVE. I was going to say. K- K- we'll throw in the Esquire into her initial. Oh, I see. We're going to just. Because I call her KSV. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so I was like, KBE, what? Yep, we're going, we're <laughs> dropping the Esquires in. Everybody get your Esquires out. Um, It was really nice, I think, to see, like, to have Henry spend time with his cousins. I think they were alternately amused by Henry and terrified of him. Terrified? Well, not terrified, but they were just like, He's so he's like a whirling dervish. He is intense and can be. He also, I mean, he's not so like the whole idea of like sharing is not something he understands yet. No, or as, taking turns. as an only child. Yeah, and as a three and a half year old. Yeah, and he also is like destructive sometimes of things that like they didn't want to be destroyed. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think like destroyed, but like he just. I don't know. He just. It was just like they had different energy. Of course. They have. My sister has two little girls, uh, one who's about to turn seven, and one who is four and a half, and they just have a different energy than Henry. <laughs> yes. Also, like they don't. They like to watch things in order. Yes. Whereas Henry likes to yell out episode <laughs> numbers of things that he wants. It, to be You know what was cute though? They were not like religious watchers of Bluey before this weekend. Like they'd watched it a few times, but like they weren't super into Bluey. And this morning, Henry like looked out the window of, because we were staying in their little um, room above the garage and Henry looked out the window and he was like, they're watching Bluey in there. And they'd put it on like independent of Henry. Wow. And then Henry rolled in and was like, not this episode, a different one. And they were like, we're watching in order. Thanks. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, um, but it was fun. Weather was great, and yeah, it was good. Austin weather, good Austin weather. Uh, their DoorDash works fine. Just letting everyone know. Um, <laughs> yeah, DoorDash in Austin is fully functional. <laughs> um, and I'm not getting a call. I I am getting a call, but it's a spam risk, so I don't count that as getting a call. And yeah, I mean, you know, we always talk about how we don't have family around here in Los Angeles. And we've got it two hours and 45 minutes away by flight. Yes. Which, you know, we did, uh, we flew out of Burbank instead of LAX. This is, I don't know if this is interesting to anybody, but Burbank's like a, it's a, I guess you'd call it a regional airport, but it's not just regional. I think they fly to like, Mexico. Yeah, it is international. Yeah. It's small. It's small. 
It's like uh like it's mostly Southwest and then I think JetBlue has a couple maybe has a gate, but like an American I don't know. They used to have a red eye JetBlue flight to yes, Boston. They did. And, then, and that was like that was my jam. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's not a huge airport and it's also much closer to our house than LAX and LAX is just like a huge nightmare most of the time. There's always traffic. Saved hours. And Henry, uh, you know, I think we packed the appropriate amount of uh, downloaded content. Oh, good. For him to digest. And his headphones were mostly working. His headphones mostly worked. The problem is that both of those iPads are my iPads. If everyone remembers last November, I left my iPad on a plane. But then you got it back. And I had to, because I was directing Goldberg's the following week, I was like, I was needing that iPad for script notes and all that stuff. So I, had to, I was like, I have to buy a new iPad. I'm never going to get this iPad back. And then Delta did get it back to me. Yeah. And I just was like, I'll keep one for Henry plain stuff. And uh, my AirPod Maxes auto connect like crazy. Like yeah. to whatever, whatever, whatever device is mine that is like decides to play some media. If I'm wearing the headphones, they also want conveniently, c- they'll jump over to it. They want to connect to my phone a lot too. And I'm always like, no. Well, that's because <laughs> I'm, I'm constantly resetting them oh. to like get them to connect to what I want them to connect to. Mm. Anyway, um, we got to watch Bluey and Mickey uh, and Trash Trucks. I had, I still had Trash Trucks on YouTube downloaded. That's good because he really wanted to. I know. He watched. So, it was. He was. A, he cried when we were leaving because uh, it was trash day here, and he wasn't able to see. He wasn't able to see the bins get picked up, and he wasn't able to bring the bins in. And then when we got to Austin, my sister had lucky, lucky. had left. You know, her daughter said to her, um, "We should leave the bins out for Henry to bring them in." Yes, which was really sweet, and Henry was so excited to bring them in. Yes. It, um, it was truly a, ma- it's a magical time. Yeah. And was also very excited that their bins, their trash bins are brown with a black lid. He likes different, you know? There was a lot happening. And uh, it was good. And then when the kids all went to sleep, eventually, we uh, rolled out some dice, played some game Dory's been on for... Quicks. Seems like weeks. Q-W-I-X-X. Quicks. Quicks, it's a dice game for people to roll dice and compete. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Was that an exciting um, description of it? It's very fun. I think, didn't we talk about it last week? I think we did. No? Am I making this I up? I don't remember discussing it. Okay. Well, the thing that I like about it is you can you can play it with two players and it's still very fun with two players. And there's, I feel like there are some games that like technically you can play with two players, but aren't actually that fun with two players. And I feel like Quix is fun with two players. I gotta say, I was shocked at my dominance. You were dominating. I was, I was a, I was a Quix expert. Yeah. Even though Dory let me win once and then has never let me win. A Quix spurt, if you will. I mean, I might just be better at the two-player game. And Do you, you might be better at the four-player game? I wonder if I'll beat you today. I wonder. Two player. I wonder. Anyway, <laughs> we got to, uh, what else did we do there? Oh, yeah. We got to go to an urgent care. We got to see that. That was cool. <laughs> Henry, on Sunday, Henry, I saw him outside, like, grab his abdomen and, like, double over. I was like, bud, you okay? He's like, my, my tummy hurts. 
And I was like, oh, okay, let's go. Let's go in and see if we can, like, make you feel better. And then he was watching trash trucks and seemingly forgot about his tummy <laughs> problems. And uh, then, like, seemingly out of nowhere, he started screaming about his abdomen. Like, doubled over in pain, hysterically crying, Mama, help me. Mama, why won't you help me? Make me feel better. Like, but like so hysterical. And it was like, I, I, and I just was like, I got, I hope he doesn't have appendicitis. So we took him to urgent care. That was like a 10 minute drive um, away. And he's like screaming the whole time in the car. And I'm just like, oh my God, like what is happening? Yes. And then like his screaming started to subside a little bit in the waiting room. Yeah. But he wouldn't let go of me. Yeah. And then we got into the, they took us into an exam room. And it was very was still... funny when the lady called his name and he goes, yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh yeah, that, that is you. <laughs> um, and then like, I would say about halfway through our visit there. Yeah. He, he kind of stopped crying. He seemed much better. And just seemed better. And then by the time we left, he was a hundred percent in fully good spirits yeah and this was after they did a urine test an yep. x-ray yep. an exam and yep. i'm just like what is this bill gonna be <laughs> but you know you gotta do it well of course you also don't you don't want you know you don't want the kid to like it's hard when you're little and like can't of course explain what of course what is your pain yes you know, they asked where where does it hurt on your stomach, and he sort of pointed to an area, but like not really. <sighs> they checked his testicles, make sure he didn't have like testicle torsion. Yeah, um, it was like you know, doctor was very nice, nice yeah. nice facility. Yes, and you know, X ray machine there that which to me looked like rather than printing X rays, it just printed money for this urgent care facility. <laughs> yes, you need an X ray. Yeah, let's take a look <laughs> at your let's see how much poop you got in there. <laughs> so uh, I think it was ultimately gas, honestly. I mean, because I mean, look, I've had you know, you've had gas pain, right? I have. I've, like I've double, gone to the know, I've gone to the emergency room, room for, for gas, gas pain. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. You don't know what's happening. You think, oh, this is what appendicitis feels like. Yeah, because I've never had appendicitis. Right. And that's I, I, I thought the same things. And then. And like stomachs are weird because there's not a ton you can do to like help the. It's just really just gas X and, and, yeah. and Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. So he's fine now. Yeah. He's been fine. Out. He's been fine for. Uh, nary a. Nary a. A, a word about his uh, tummy since no 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 just very hungry today yes ravenous snack man <laughs> snack <laughs> just yelling snack on the plane he also does this thing which is very funny where he uh does the in fictionalized versions of people wearing headphones you see them yelling <laughs> he, he's he very much does that you know we didn't he, we didn't have to go to my backup, backup, backup snack. Oh. I had one more snack. Ready to go? Ready to go. What just was in it? case. It was a package of Bavita blueberry biscuits. Oh, he would have, he would have fucking loved that. I know. So that was my, like, that was going to be my last. He would have flipped. My last resort if things were going, like, really terribly. Did you see him just, like, 
plowing through my bugles. Yes. Like, just like watching TV and just like shoving his hand in the bag. <laughs> oh, Henry. He, um, likes, he likes bugles. All right. We are going to take a short break. Before we do that, let me just remind everyone mm-hmm. that they can email us at dorianmatt at gmail or mattanddory at gmail. They can call or text us at 413-461-BABY. Uh, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. And we still have a Facebook group that's going strong at facebook.com slash group slash excellentadventure. Yes. And thank you to Karen and Steve for having us over. But mostly thank you to Karen for the Sprite Zero. <laughs> You could have done nothing else all weekend. <laughs> that was look. By the way, uh, their mattress is so uncomfortable that I slept on the floor. Uncomfortable to you? Yes, I, it is uncomfortable to me. I do not find it uncomfortable. It's also, a queen size bed, which I don't love, just because my wife's a blanket hog. Anyway, wow. rude. So I was like, I'm going to skip this whole preamble of me uncomfortably snoring on this and start on the on the floor. <laughs> And then there was a day where Henry woke up at, I got up at like, I, I, I woke up and did that thing where I look at my watch, assuming it's going to be five o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and it was 2.15. And then you, you always hear the monitor before I do, most because I wear headphones to sleep, mm-hmm. but uh, you grab the monitor, Henry was yelling at, at 3.15 in the morning mm-hmm. and uh I just got up and I was like, I'll go. You're like, okay. <laughs> sure. And then I didn't go back to sleep that whole night. Yeah. So I was like up at two and then didn't go back to sleep. And then like decided that their outdoor furniture was pretty comfortable. So I like laid out there for like two hours in the night. And I was like, you know what? It was a great Austin weather. Yeah, it was good Austin weather for hanging outside in the night. Yeah, I was like, because like a couple of the first night we got there, and it was really chilly. I kind of like was like, ooh, I want to kind of bundle up and sleep under the stars. <laughs> you you know, could I like go it. camping in the backyard I kind, of, kind of vibe. Yeah, but I didn't ultimately do it. <sighs> I just the people would have thought it was weird. Anyway, okay. Okay, let's take that break. We'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, 
anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is. That's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. And we're back. Bo is very excited to see us, so you're going to hear him periodically throughout the adventure. Gross. <laughs> okay. Um, this is from Kelsey. Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, Bo, and Holly. You know what? Holly is not here today because we're recording on Monday. I'm a couple weeks behind on the podcast, but I have an answer for Kelsey and her question about an umbilical vein varix. I also had this complication with my second pregnancy this last summer, and my name is also Kelsey. Wow. Hopefully, she will have the same outcome I did, which was that everything turned out fine. Here was my experience on my 20-week anatomy ultrasound. They noticed that my daughter was developing normally. However, she was on the small side around the 25th percentile and they referred me to an MFM to see if there was a reason for her small size. Note, I'm very petite, five feet, and my, my midwife was not concerned about her being small since I am small, but they wanted to be thorough in covering all the bases. After about a month, I saw the MFM and my daughter hadn't caught up with the average growth and they found an umbilical vein, umbilical vein varics, but they didn't see anything else wrong. The MFM was concerned about my baby getting enough nutrients and her heart. So to make sure my baby continued developing normally, I had testing done every week, sometimes an ultrasound, sometimes a non-stress test. I also had a fetal echocardiogram to make sure her heart wasn't under any stress because of the dilated vein. If there were signs of stress on the baby, they wanted me to deliver early, but everything was normal. She was just small, sometimes dropping down to the 10th percentile of growth charts. At 38 weeks, they did a final ultrasound and found that she was still very small but healthy and recommended I be induced at 39 weeks since, in their words, the baby is fully developed and won't have negative effects from being born at 39 weeks. I was terrified of this as I had wanted to avoid an epidural, a huge cause of anxiety for me, and I knew that if you are induced, you are more likely to have an epidural or C-section. I talked with my midwife, doula, and the therapist, and therapist, and they helped me talk through my anxiety surrounding these procedures and help me understand what would be involved. Also, they all let me know that since there were no signs of stress on the baby, 
I didn't have to do an induction if I didn't really want to. That was the recommendation of the MFM, but it was still my choice. As a type A personality, this really helped me a lot. I decided to start with a, quote, natural form of induction, a membrane sweep. But before I could go in for that appointment, my daughter decided to come on her own. She was born at 39 weeks, healthy and small at five pounds, six ounces. She does have an umbilical hernia, but it's closing up on its own. And her pediatrician says it is completely normal. We just had her four month checkup and she has now caught up in growth and is in the 70th percentile of height and 40th percentile of weight. So as far as I can tell, the outcome of my umbilical vein varics was that my baby was born small, but is no longer small and maybe caused an umbilical hernia, which is healing fine. Or maybe it didn't do anything and she would have been born small with an umbilical hernia no matter what. I hope this gives Kelsey a little reassurance. As my midwife said, some babies just bake a little differently than others. If she has any other questions about my experience, I would be happy to answer them. Thanks, Kelsey. From Oregon City, Oregon, with an almost... Oregon. Hello? I'm turning off mics left and right here. Yeah, Oregon. Happening? Oregon, please. Oregon on. City, Oregon. Don't be such a Massachusetts kid playing Oregon Trail. Okay. With an almost three-year-old daughter, four-month-old daughter, husband, and a Maine Coon cat. Oh, I love Maine Coon cats. In about 1,500 square feet, including the basement where my husband and I both work, maybe five hot dogs this year, and a 43-inch TV where we watch Bluey all day. And we will be seeing the Bluey play next month. Oh, us too. Hi again. Hang on. With a four-month-old? Um, I don't know. Maybe the four-month-old at like your 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 in-laws or something. <laughs> um hi again. A couple thoughts I had while listening to more recent episodes. Yes, chai lattes totally make me feel Christmassy. My husband actually calls them Christmas in a cup. Yeah. I totally forgot we were in a new year when I gave my hot dog stats. So no hot dogs for me yet this year. Thanks. Love the podcast. Thank you, person. Kelsey. Oh, that was Kelsey. Kelsey giving advice to Kelsey. I see, but it was written. I'm I'm so confused. That that was oh that was still Kelsey. The but, same that was that was the main coon cat Kelsey. Yes, who wrote back? She did write back. Okay, thank you. That's why she said hi again. Well, I mean, every, you know, people could say hi again. That's true. They've I have said hi to us before. That is very true. That's uh, very true. Uh, Kelsey, I want to say something. I don't think you are aware of i don't think you naturally induced i think what happened was you supernaturally induced <laughs> well she was going I think you willed it i think you willed your child out of your body wow mentally thank you all right next <laughs> <laughs> thank you matt okie dokie um this is from jill hi excellent fam i wrote in a few weeks ago i'm the one with the preeclampsia issues and I wanted to get your thoughts on a sort of related topic. My All wife right, sent me go. this article. It is the headline of this article is the rise of one and done parenting. And it's about how more people are choosing to have one child. I love that this kid is just bleeding from his nose in this picture. <laughs> is he? Oh, yeah. Remember Henry used to have cuts like that? Yeah. He scratched shit out of his face. Yeah. Maybe this kid does too. Maybe that's what only children do. They scratch the shit out of their look faces. Look at all these one and doneers. Yep. Oh my god. They look so happy. Mm, <laughs> some of them do. Um. Okay. Actually, you know what? This lady looks the most serene of all. Yeah, but that's and a- this is for the parents who sever ties with their children. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was wearing reindeer ears, but it's just the she the is lights behind her. No, no, she is. She is. I believe she is. 
It looks like a reindeer headband. I don't think she is. Anyway, whatever. Um, we are on hiatus from IVF after three failed transfers and forced look at what we really want in terms of family building and our lives. I was resistant to reading it at first because I thought my desire to have a second kid was unchangeable. But after reading this article, I'm not so sure anymore. Whoa. I think many people are on autopilot when it comes to family building, but then fertility issues or articles like this kind of force us to stop in our tracks and be more thoughtful about what we really want. Just wanted to get your and maybe other eggheads take on it. Mm. Um, did you read this, honey? I did not read the whole thing because I got a pop-up from BBC like asking me to subscribe and then I couldn't get rid of it and then I forgot to oh, go back to it. Oh, you reading on mobile. Maybe? Yeah, I don't remember. Well, I look forward to reading it. Um, oh, interesting. In the EU, the largest proportion of all families with children, 49%, mm. yeah. have one child. Oh, that's interesting. That is really interesting. That's some good old-fashioned pop control right there. <laughs> um, hmm. Okay. Uh to respond to the email writer looking for Boston recommendations for LGBTQ plus folks. Somerville has lots. Jamaica Plain is a lesbian slash queer haven in the city and Ooh. the South End is home to many gay men. Dorchester has a little gayborhood too and a community group called Dot Out. I've never heard that term, but I love it now. Gayborhood. Oh, you've never heard that? No, I've, I've, I want to move to one. Um, I bet all the windows have beautiful plants. There was a gayborhood in Philly that was fun yeah but everyone called it the gayborhood so That's so wild uh almost anything you do in these neighborhoods will inherently feel queer because of the sheer volume of lgbtq plus people around if you're looking for more specific places to go there's club cafe d bar and jacques cabaret for specifically queer bars slash restaurants nice specific recos best jill from just outside boston you got my stats last time and my emails are already too long i disagree jill i don't think your emails are too long that was a that was a hit with me that email. Yeah. Also, I like to know that we were like we still sort of had an idea of what of where to go in in the in the greater Boston area. Yeah, sort of. Sort of is exactly. Right. Um, do you have any thoughts about the first half of her email about the this one and done? Well, I was of? saying that I haven't read the article. And oh, I'm yes, going that's to true. All right, we will report back once everyone has sufficiently. Unless you somehow have thoughts. No, that. I don't. I don't really have thoughts. Well, I mean, this, 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 let's just take the poll quotes. I see moms of two or more being torn in different directions, especially as kids get older. Even a parent night at school, moms had to choose which child's teacher's presentations to sit through. I don't ever want to have to choose. Wait, why? Why is only the mom? Like, why, why is, why are the, why are, like, I mean, assuming these people are partnered. Let me just say, save money on a babysitter. You play rock, paper, scissors, and whoever loses has to go. I just think it's interesting that this person defaults. Like, it's it's the mom's responsibility to choose. Anyway. Um, Raising we, two children in the United States costs on average $310,000. Not including college tuition. Wow. <laughs> Gross. Um... Do you want to play this voicemail? Sure. Is it in the normal spot? It is. Oh, let me get in there. I didn't even think to look because we were just vibing, you know? Mm-hmm. Here I am. 
rock you like a hurricane. And here we go. Oh, that didn't work the way I thought it would. Everybody, we're going to do this again and pretend you didn't hear the first part where I tried and failed, okay? Everybody listening, forget the part where I failed. Thank you. And here we go. Hey, Matt and Dory. Dory and Matt. Uh, this is the third time I'm trying to record this story when you looked at your inbox and probably saw there was a bunch of voicemails in there and it's just me. Um, <laughs> I had to stop the pot and call about your um, your doom staring at your TikTok. Uh, I actually have a recommendation for you, which is a podcast called uh, How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Uh, they, it's a comedy podcast. We talk about surviving things that could kill you and the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead. I did not just read that yeah. off their website. Uh, it features uh, Daniel Koenig and Tag Christine line. Kimmel. And Daniel Koenig is actually uh, uh, Jimmy Pardo's wife, wife. Um, of Definitely Not Funny Face. Walter Koenig's daughter. Uh, I'm sure Come you on. know him. Right? I know Daniel. Um, I... I've been listening to this podcast for a very long time. Actually, since the very beginning, I first heard about it on, uh, or at least maybe some issues that Matt you're having with Dory, mm-hmm. uh, with regarding IVF, uh, during a nerdist hostful, um, many, many years ago, where, uh, one of the hosts expressed that they had, uh, uh, an, an issue with their girlfriend at the time and they had, um, an ectopic, uh, ectopic pregnancy. Oh, yes. Um, so that was uh, some, that's something I never heard of, and I got a lot of information of it then. And then it actually wow. happened to my partner and I at the time uh, a month later. And wow. so when that happened, I had all the knowledge uh, about, well, not all of it, but I had a lot of knowledge about, about what was going on, and I was able to understand so what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. And that, you know, my partner would have surgery and all that kind of thing. So I was able to be much more supportive. Um, so that kind of got me on the road of, uh, of listening to your podcast. And learning as much as I can just about infertility and things, just honestly, just to know. And I found everything very interesting, and it's been so entertaining. And just thank you all, or thank you both, I should say, and thank you all the community um, for all you've done and put and put together and put out there. Uh, I can't imagine how many science babies were born because of this podcast. Um, the only other thing I have to say, too many, is uh, more of a math thing, which is. I, I I have ADHD as well, Matt. I've kind of figured it out in the past like six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and one a tool that's been useful for me has been a uh, uh, brown noise, uh, so like like white noise, a little lower. And I find really? that if I have it on in the background cool. while I'm working, I tend to get less distracted. Don't really know why that works, but it does. Anyway, uh, Chris, thirty-five, forever single, uh, <laughs> uh, Cambridge, Ontario, Canada, about four hundred square feet. Uh, had one Costco hot dog yesterday, so nice. Already, already off to a good start this year. Uh, I have a Sony Bravia eight eighty K OLED fifty-five inch TV. TV, so I can play my PS five at one hundred twenty hertz. Matt, you know what that's all about, and a fifty-five inch three D that will be buried with me. Uh, all right, <laughs> we have a sixty-inch. Bravia 3D TV in our bedroom that is never turned on. Did you know that TV is capable of 3D? No, I did not. Yeah, it is. Uh, the glasses, I think, are in the TV stand still. Um, good televisions. Long time listener to me rambling. I'm, I'm, I appreciate that. And uh, I don't know what else to say other than go Canada. Go Canada. And uh that podcast sounds funny. It does. It's so funny. People that you know, like you say suddenly in your head out loud, but like it's probably like been a decade. You're like, oh, they have podcasts. Mm-hmm. They also have podcasts. 
That's true. Everybody listen to each other's podcasts, and then we'll catch up. Uh, we'll catch up later. All right. Um, next email is from Caitlin. Hello, I'm a planner. I was Hello. Ho- I was hoping to get some advice from you two or fellow eggheads. We would like to start trying to have a kid in the next two to three years, and I want to know how much cash I should have saved before this adventure begins. <laughs> I think I just told you three hundred and twelve. <laughs> some details. I'm a 27 year old. 27F husband is 28M. What is this, Reddit? I love it. Um, Just kidding, Caitlin. Uh, My husband used to be obese growing up, but in college he changed everything about his life and ended up losing over 100 pounds in less than a year. Really more like six to nine months. This had the effect of completely bottoming out his hormones and he no longer makes his own testosterone. Wow. And is on weekly injections, which keep his levels at, quote, normal, but still quite low for young men his age and lifestyle. This can cause fertility issues, but typically taking a second drug helps with that. We have no idea his sperm count or any of that. He doesn't want to, quote, worry about that until and unless it becomes an issue. Sure. And I've learned not to borrow trouble. My question is this. How much do we plan to save before we decide to have a kid? The possibility of needing fertility treatments makes you want to have a chunk of change earmarked for that purpose. And if we get lucky and don't need it, it can go towards one of the other 8 million expenses of having a kid. My car is paid off. We own a townhouse, but would like to buy something bigger in the next five years or so. We have no credit card debt. And in addition to our emergency savings, we have a joint investment portfolio we can use for anything, but have been saving slash building for a house. I get that this question might not be your jam. So, <laughs> I, so on top of it. I understand people. if you don't want to address it, just thought I'd try. I appreciate you guys. 1,240 square foot townhouse in Maryland with one husband, one cat, one large television in the basement. No hot dogs this year, but give me time. Thanks. Call. Oh, Sorry. I called you Caitlin. Your name is Colleen. I'm sorry about that, Colleen. Wow. You're just like doling out names to people. You know, I think my... I dub thee Caitlin. (laughs) Well, Caitlin and Colleen both have C's, L's, and N's, and they're roughly the same number of letters. And I think my... You know, I'm very tired. We just got back. That's number wang. I I think my brain just... Just saw Caitlin. Um, I'm sorry. Colleen. Anyway, Colleen, the most prepared 27F I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> we are the wrong people to ask this question. Well, I mean, if I went back to that age of 28, I would be like, yeah, I've lost 100 pounds before. I also have no credit card debt. Now look at us. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the one thing. Don't that, be me. The one thing that I will say is like, I feel like there's a difference between borrowing trouble and getting more information. I agree. And like, I don't think it would... To a point. I don't think it would hurt to... Well, you know, I think you can start trying to have a, to get pregnant. And then if you're having issues, like, yes, your husband could have his sperm, do a sperm analysis. Or you could just do it now and kind of just, you know, have a sense of like, what's what. Um so I don't know. I throw this out to the eggheads. I mean, I, from my perspective, you're in great shape. I yeah. don't know, but and then like if you you know IVF's a whole other thing. If you want right. to know how much Henry cost, it was probably like a hundred and yeah, one hundred and thirty, hundred and seventy, all in. Not one hundred and seventy. I'm just I'm talking about everything, every every attempt, every retrieval. Every... I think it was probably like all in, like one twenty five. Which is just Hang like on. insane. Did you add parking? I did. One twenty five. I think one parking ninety nine. <laughs> parking brings it up to like three hundred thousand. <laughs> You're right. 
all right. Let's take a break. Anybody else who's responsible out there and wants to uh, help Colleen figure out, you're already responsible, Colleen, but we're going to see. We're going to put the signal out. How much do you think you need to have saved up for a kid? You already have more than enough, by the way. I'm just saying that out loud. Yeah. And by more than enough, I mean more than most people. Totally. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And we're back. Hello. Hi. Um, welcome to the show, 39M. <laughs> 45F. Nice. Um, all right. Connie says, you didn't ask, but when you mentioned Quinto, I think she means quiz, quit. Quicks, quick, uh, quick, quicks, 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 quicks. Oh, so we did talk about it. Okay. You said you were always looking for fun to player games. Recently, my husband and I started playing Dutch Blitz. We keep a running lifetime total. It can be played with two to four or eight if you have the expansion pack players. So we'll also work for a group. When we are super lazy and don't want to get up and grab Dutch Blitz, we play Triviverse on Netflix. It doesn't support Apple TV, so we have to go through the app on our Samsung Smart TV, but it's worth occasionally pulling out the other remote. Love the podcast. I didn't even know that there were games on Netflix. There's a a thing called Triviverse on Netflix? What is Triviverse? What is this? Triviverse Netflix. Triviaverse. Okay, okay. Okay. Introducing Triviaverse. Fire up those fast fingers for a new trivia experience. Today we're rolling out Triviaverse, a quick hit trivia experience divided into three rounds of increasing difficulty for one player mode and two rounds per person in two player mode. As a player, you must answer as many questions correctly as you can within time limit and achieve the highest score possible. You can either play against yourself or with another trivia bus buff mm. in a turn-based format. Interesting. Hmm. We're going to take a look at that later. We sure will. Thank you for letting us know about that. All right, Connie. Noted. Um. Okay. This is from Kate. Hi, Dory Matt. I was planning to text you about seatbelt cutters, but then you guys kept talking about things I could comment on. So here's a disjointed email <laughs> instead. One, I have a really cool seatbelt cutter slash window hammer that you may like. It has a little case that Velcros around your visor to keep it easily within reach in case of emergencies. Mm, I like that and idea then, of near the visor. Uh, she linked to it, so I will link to that in the show notes. Hope it stays in an accident. You don't want a fucking hammer flying at your head. Mm, good point. Just saying. Two, if you guys are looking for more two-player board games that are pretty easy, I recommend Jaipur and Patchwork. Mm. Okay. Three, I used to live in Burlington, Vermont. I went to college at UVM, so my perspective is a little skewed, but I would absolutely move back there in a heartbeat if I could work remotely. Pros, it's gorgeous. Between the lake and the mountains, the views are hard to beat. Mm -hmm. The city is so vibrant. There's always something to do downtown, and there's an amazing farmer's market in the summer. Let me just pause right there and just say to anyone trying to sell me on a place... 
that tell talks to, t- tells me about their farmers market. No, stop it. Why do you hate farmers markets? I don't hate them, but they're all the same. Okay, but it's nice to have a farmers market. Sure, I get that. But Not like, and you know what? Not everywhere has one. You can't tell me like any. One farmer's market is better than another farmer's market. That that has no that that's not the point. That's what I'm saying though. They're like, you gotta check out the farmer's market here. Okay. Cons. Burlington <laughs> itself is pretty expensive compared to the neighboring towns. It's full of college students for the majority of the year. You can do your best to avoid driving around campus with back roads, but it's something to be aware of. If I had to choose between Portland or Burlington, Burlington would win every time. Hopefully someone who lives there currently will have some more useful insights. Anyway, hope that's helpful. That is from Kate in 2,300 square feet in South Walpole, Massachusetts. Two cats, one dog, one husband, two hot dogs so far this year, four TVs. No idea what the sizes are. Two hot dogs already. We're two weeks into the year. I love it. Mm. It's a good pace. All right. Uh, Heather is writing in to describe Portland. Mm, I see Bahaba mentioned there. (laughs) To give some context. I grew up in Bahaba. That's Bar Harbor for all you non-Boston accent-y people. Then lived in Philly for five years and NYC for five years. My husband grew up in Waterville, Maine, and convinced me it would be much easier and better to raise kids in Maine, but we both did not want to give up being in a city. To us, Portland feels like being in one neighborhood of NYC. Mm. There are nice restaurants, local breweries, and independent shops. There's always something new opening up. I went to grad school in Portland and then moved back a few years after that. I've been in Portland for seven years now. It is constantly growing in terms of feeling like a, quote, real city. Around Portland, there are several other towns that are lumped into the greater Portland area, sort of similar to Boston. These towns are all within a 30-minute drive. They mostly offer things like big box stores, but South Portland, Cape Elizabeth, and Biddeford also have their own vibe and things to offer. Portland has a great music scene in addition to a stellar food scene, plenty of concerts, both indoors and out. In addition to feeling like a city, Portland offers lots of access to nature. Mm. The Eastern Promenade is in downtown and offers walking trails, views of the ocean, a beach, and the narrow gauge railway, which becomes the Polar Express in the winter. Cute. The Western Prom, also downtown, offers walking trails and a nice park. Back Cove, also downtown, offers a 5K running trail with ocean views that connects to the Eastern Prom. There, Then also, basically downtown, is Deering Oaks Park, which has a great farmer's market. Boo, I'm out. <laughs> An outdoor theater, a skating slash duck pond, a playground, and a splash pad. Baxter Woods are a short drive within city limits, and that is a forest with walking trails. Within a 10 to 20 minute drive, there are several scenic beaches and Fort Williams Park. Leaving from downtown Portland, you can, for a low fare, take a boat to any of the Casco Bay Islands, which are small island towns that offer restaurants and beautiful beaches. There are also plenty of lakes and streams nearby, too. On top of all that, there's an art museum downtown, First Friday Art Walks, and a children's museum. A 10-minute drive from downtown, there's a direct bus and train to Boston, a direct bus to NYC, and an international airport as well. Basically, if you want the perfect mix of rural and city with a small town feel, Portland is your town. That's a good sales line right there. Oh, and Portland also has a Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, Market Basket, yes. Hannaford, and several local grocers. Hannaford and a Market Basket. A strong yoga scene, several spin strong studios, a YMCA, Orange Theory, and some other gyms. It is quieter in the winter, but by no means inactive like other places in Maine during the winter. If you are into quiet, just drive north and rent a camping. Rent a camping. Rent a camping cabin. Rent a cabin or go camping. 
Okay, that's all I have on Portland. One more. Boston IVF is a nine-minute drive from downtown. Not sure. So what stage you're at. Heather living in Portland, Maine. Anxiously expecting her first science baby in 12 to 1500 square feet. No hot dogs yet this year. 32-inch inch TV. One husband. No pets yet. I mean, Heather, I think you sold all of us on Portland. Yeah. I'm I'm moving. What are we doing here? What are we doing? I mean, you know, one thing that I did notice that neither of there are a lot of farmers markets here. People (laughs) mentioned was the weather does get very cold and snowy. I think in both of yeah, but you have to be aware of that. Sure, like that is like yes, that is a given. And also, like you get yourself some LL Bean gear. Yeah, I mean, she didn't even mention the proximity to LL Bean. Well, I don't think it's that close, actually. I think it's isn't it. Like an hour? Where is it? It's Freeport. Freeport. Let's see. Let's check that out. L.L. Bean store. Freeport. 24 hours, Maine. baby. It used to be 24 hours. I don't know if it is anymore. Okay. Let's see. Directions to Portland. Here we go. Maine. Oh, I was wrong. Yeah. It's, it's 23 minutes. That's not... <laughs> is it real? Yes, look. Wow. I, dro- I drove up there one day with my dad. Got a speeding ticket. Oh, yeah. Uh, I drove. I was driving, my dad. Oh. In my, in our, my, my old Saab 9000 CS. Oh. E. That's fun. It was great. It was a 1990... Two or four, by the way, it was the only car I've ever seen in my life that had heated cloth seats. Oh. Yeah, it was very strange. That is strange. <laughs> we don't under- still don't understand it. <laughs> I liked that car. I missed that car. So does that, does that make you more inclined to move to Portland? Yes, because if I'm ever cold, I could go get a flannel-lined pants. That's true. Wow. I used to, I used to have some L.L. Bean flannel-lined jeans. They were incredibly warm. You did? Yes. Mm, in my youth. Sounds cozy. Uh, I always had an L.L. Bean backpack. You were really an L.L. Bean stand. I, I was think. an L.L. Bean. Be- well, you know, what's funny is my um, Xbox user gamer tag, I'll say Xbox it out loud here, gamer tag. Uh-huh. Is, is Leon Leonwood. Oh. Which is LL okay. for the LLB. Oh, okay, sure. Sure, sure, sure. And like whenever I would get into games with people, people would be like, hey, Leon. Like, the, you know, and I'm like, oh, they think my name is definitely Leon. No one understands that I'm just a big fan of LL Bean. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. All right. Hmm. What else is happening? What are you doing? I'm looking at real estate in Portland. This is took a turn. Just trying to get a trying to get a sense of the market. Are we still doing a Pasco podcast here? Oh yeah, sorry. Um, okay, we have one last email from Ariana. Mm-hmm. Hey all, this has nothing to do with IVF, but it has a lot to do with hot dogs in the Boston area. Okay, my kid has a G tube and is learning to eat orally. As such, when she actually eats a food, I tend to go to the ends of the earth to get it. She has been loving these hot dogs from a localish place in Weymouth. Other brands she won't touch. After mm. spending 32 bucks in a week for four hot dogs, <laughs> I gave in and asked the small business for the brand of hot dogs. Guessing Matt will be unsurprised to learn that they're Kirkland. Bam, bam. So I can only get them at Costco, which I don't have a membership to as I live in Quincy and the closest Costco is in Dedham. Wow. The dollar fifty hot do- Costco hot dogs cost eight bucks at the local place. That is a racket. 
well, I'm going to say something out loud here. I don't, I think, I'm guessing what she's talking, what they're talking about is the Kirkland brand. Uh, uh, I wonder if they're natural casing. Because they're, those are different from the dogs they're making. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, anyway, so eight hot dogs. And also, I will say this. They, uh, Costco, te- Costco takes a loss. Right. On sure. every hot dog they sell. So eight hot dogs would cost about the same as a membership. I gave in so and we funny. went to Costco to get a membership. This is when I learned Costco only takes Visa, Ugh. which I don't have. It used to be American Express, so I'm just letting you know. But apparently you can buy the hot dogs online without a membership. So that's the stupid story of trying to get my kid a hot dog. It's amazing. If you want a question for the pod, would you pay 10 bucks to have 36 hot dogs shipped to you, buy $100 worth of hot dogs, and freeze them to avoid the shipping fee, 216 hot dogs, oh my God. or suck it up and buy the membership so you could get them from the store, 30-minute drive minimum? All the best, Ariana Perry, one science kid, too many hot dogs. Well, if I had the freezer space, I'd buy the $100 worth of dogs. That is my answer as well. Yeah. Like 30, if, 30 minutes to drive to buy hot dogs at a grocery that seems store. like I'm not never, the best use of your time. I'm never buying hot dogs again. Yeah. That's what that feels like to me. So if you have like, uh, you know, a garage freezer, as I know a lot of people do, I would. That uh, is a very New England thing. I would. My friend lives here and she has one. What? Yeah. How rich are they? Not that rich. Oh, it was like the richest thing ever when I was a kid. <laughs> people had second fridges. Uh, oh, man. I f- yeah well anyway are you is it, are they like a Kardashian uh, wow no. okay um all right well this is the part of the show where we thank our Patreon supporters and like the other thing too like uh, full size Snapples in a fridge if I ever saw those I was oh. like this person is must have won the mega box <laughs> um thank you to our Patreon supporters we're very grateful to you Absolutely. you can support us at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. And if you support us at the $5 level or above, you get your name read on the podcast each month. So thank you to the following supporters. Yes. Caitlin Donahue. Karen Thickershey. Kat C. Kate Marcinowski. Catherine Linnae. Catherine Shimmons. Catherine. Katie Allen. Katie Regan. Katie Savagian. Christopher Finagy. Laura. Uh, Laura Dodge. Laura Elliott. Laura Vals. Lauren Schultz. Lindsay Gish. Linnea Wynn. Lisa Travis. Liz P. Lynn Nugent. Marina Breed. Martin Hedegar Peterson. Mary Wegman. Mackenzie Erickson. Megan Nelson. Magana Prasad. Melanie Jackson. Melinda Phelps. Melissa. Meryl H. Mike Zytek. Mike Kim and Leo. Molly. Mariah Adamick. Nancy Powell. Nicola Hill. Nicole B. Nikki Bossert. Narantha. Hey, Narantha. Pamela L. Ryan. Hello. Oh, sorry. Well, That's whatever. It. Pamela Wong. Oh, Pamela Wong. <sighs> Not sorry. it. Sorry, Pamela. Hi, Pamela, Pamela. Also. Okay. Not hi to Dory. Wow. All right. Bye, everyone. Uh, wait, I was going to say something else. Okay. Oh, I just want to say I'm impressed that we recorded this. We we just flew in. Yeah. Way to go, everybody. We did it. Yay. Bye.